Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lovability Podcast. Uh, my name is Jennifer Stiers. I'm your host today. And uh, we have a special guest uh, joining us via Zoom, uh, and her name is Kat Smith, uh, Dr. Kat Smith. Uh, she is an entomologist. Is that right? Did I say that right, Kat? Yes. Yes, you did. Thank okay, you. good. We're off mute. Okay. She is an entomologist. I was just trying to figure out before the show how long I have known Kat and it's probably been at least 12 years. We've, uh, we've spoken together at many uh, seminars and expos, and uh, I've run into her at the TV station many times, too, because we both do Valentine's Day, a lot of Valentine's Day uh, visits to the television station. So uh, we, uh, we've known each other a really long time, and we're talking about sex today, and it's a... It, we had a lot of requests, Kat. We had a lot of requests to talk about sex. And of course, as soon as I knew we were going to have to talk about sex, you were the first person I thought of to talk about it with. Uh, because, I mean, obviously it's a necessary subject, whether people are single, looking for a relationship or in a relationship or been in a, in a marriage for a long time. There are many different subjects that are important. And we've gotten a lot of requests for this topic and a lot of questions as well and things to cover. Uh, so uh, I'm, I wanted to bring in somebody so I didn't have to, I mean, that's not my specialty. So uh, <laughs> I wanted you to join us to give us the, uh, you're used to talking about all this stuff and give us the correct answers. So uh, everybody that knows me knows I'm a little nervous. This is not a subject that I, uh, I am used to talking about on, <laughs> on air. And so uh, I promise everybody we're going to keep it clean. We're going to keep it clean. Uh, but we are going to get to the relevant information. So Kat, before we start, tell us a little bit. You're an entomologist. I love that name. And I think people have that. I mean, just the word intimacy, people get that confused. So let's talk about what an entomologist is. And let's talk about intimacy because I think the definition uh, may need to be uh, handled at the beginning so we understand what we're what we're dealing with and talking about today. Sure, sure. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. To um, an entomologist is uh, okay. So that's with an I, not an E. Okay, an entomologist with an E is a bug expert. Even though I can bug the hell out of people, I'm I'm an intimacy expert. So <laughs> I call myself an entomologist. Now. Intimacy to me, and I wrote a book called ABCs of Intimacy. And intimacy to me, it encompasses so much more. It is not sex, although it includes sex. Sex is the physical expression of the attraction, the love, the lust that we feel for someone. But intimacy is it's the trust, it's the care, it's the nurturing, it's the respect, it's, it's so much more from A to Z. So intimacy has been used out of context with a lot of um, conversations surrounding sex. And I just want to get people to understand that when they build a deep intimate connection with someone, then everything else is enhanced. Right, right. You know, I, uh, I, I, I know people tend to think, like you said, intimacy as sex, but especially for women, you know, cat women are built a little different in the way that they approach 
approach sex uh, built different than men. So uh, do you want to talk to that a little bit about what uh, and and why that's different and why that's so important that everybody understand the way that men and women approach sex and what gets them turned on and gets them, you know, in the mood is different. It's a, it's different. Yeah. Altogether, intimacy is, is uh, perceived differently from men to women. Okay. So men, they operate on facts. Um, they, they strive for individual achievement and they uh, want to compete. Women operate through emotions and we look for community accomplishment and we want to bond. Uh, an example of that bonding is when we ask, uh, we want to talk to the person that we're in a relationship with because we're trying to get clues or tips of how they really are feeling about the relationship or how, how we can care for them better. How can we uh, make them feel better if they feel, you know, they're not feeling well or they, they are not expressing emotionally how they really feel. Some people can hold back on that stuff. And so when we're asking questions, we're trying to get them to talk. Well, it's because we're trying to figure out how we can care for them better. Right. Also, men, um, they, they don't, they, they look for deep physical connection, whereas women look for deep emotional connection. Mm -hmm. Like more foreplay, when women want to get right. closeness of the heart and the soul. Right. Um, men, they enjoy hand-holding, hugging, and kissing, but a woman wants to uh, be sensitive to a person's feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, men want to understand each other's physical needs and women want to know your goals and your dreams and your desires. Right. So there's a lot of different ways that men and women perceive things. But once you have an understanding of what intimacy really is, then you can both get on the same page. And then you have an understanding of what uh, the other needs and, and wants in the relationship. Yeah. And that can take some time, uh, of course, in, in a relationship and, and, and not always evident uh, when You've, when you're just starting one and you don't know that person yet, I guess I was getting to, I was thinking about the fact that men are more physical and, and they're, they're, what would turn them on would be more of a physical nature where women, it tends to be emotional, where women do have those emotional affairs and, you know, in marriages sometimes because of that emotional connection, women need that emotional connection to be sexual. And that's like, they just can't flip a switch or most women can't just flip a switch, right? That's really important. I think, I think that can be very misunderstood and cause a lot of issues in relationships. If men don't understand, like you said, a woman needs a little, a little foreplay. That's not just physical, it's emotional too, right? That's totally correct. And what I usually say, affection is a daily interaction. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can't, that's why a lot of women say, well, you only, you know, uh, touch me when you want something. Right. And you only, only when you want sex or you, you know, you really come on to me. And I always say no drive by kissing, you know, look at each other and touch each other on an everyday basis. Be affectionate because that is when, a, if that is a, a normal interaction, then she's not going to feel that you know, you, okay, you're horny and uh, you want to, you know, make right. love. Right. And she is like not even mentally prepared yet. She, you know, sex begins in the, in the head, in the mind. So once you start thinking about sex, 
then your body can react to the idea of sex. Right. And a woman needs that, you know, mm-hmm. to, to prepare. She, I mean, just think she's got a lot of stuff that's going on in her head. You know, if you guys in a relationship, I mean, a lot of us are working from home. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of things going on. And to be mentally in a state to even embrace the idea of sex, you've got to give a person a chance. You know, um, it's, it's, yeah, like you say, you can't flip a switch. You've got to, you know, have that interaction where you're showing that you appreciate, you love them, you appreciate them, you love them, you're attracted to them, you think they're um, sexy, whatever on a regular basis, right. not just when you want to have sex. Right. Where men can just flip a switch. They are uh, very visual, so they can flip a switch and it's uh, it's on, but uh, women may take a little bit longer and a little more work. So yes. it, it, I mean, of course it leads me to, you know, I think of over the years of all the people that I've counseled that maybe didn't, that, that physical touch wasn't their love language, right? And if, and this is where we have to know ourselves, it's so important to know ourselves because to have a partner that isn't physically, you know, affectionate and doesn't touch, and if touch is what you need, that's a really, that's a hard thing to do because Kat, I don't know what you've experienced over the years, but that's a really hard thing to change if somebody really isn't comfortable with touch then that it, it's it's just a more difficult thing to to change. So it'd be easier if you had the same love languages. But if you don't, right? So these people that don't, or people that have been married for a while and then they've had children, then all of it, their their marriage has been sexless or or void of um, anything fun or good for a long time. It happens. Uh, and how do how do you talk to those people? I mean. How do you, number one, for the people that are with somebody and they want to be touched and they love touch, how do you uh, guide your partner to, or teach your partner to be that way if they're not? And same thing from a marriage maybe, or a relationship that's gone a little stale. So how do you, how do you bridge that from no touch to touch either way? Well, there's... You know, people got to understand that you, when you're in a relationship, you're bringing all of your stuff and all of their stuff, you're trying to blend it together to, to form a union, right? So you have all of your stuff that you, the life experiences and, and your ideas and beliefs and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're influenced by a lot of things, religion and, you know, um, ethnicity, race, culture, all this stuff. Right. So when you're trying to blend something with someone, you have to get to know them and, and, and know what you need and be able to express that. If your partner doesn't like to be touched, then, and you need touch, you got to explain to them, but you know, that's something I really need from you you, and that makes me feel closer to you. So you don't have to be just all over them you know, immediately, you can start small, you can start with sitting together on the sofa, touching, mm-hmm. okay? you can start with holding hands, you know, while you're sitting on the sofa, or you can start by, you know, every once in a while, when they're on the computer, just going behind them and give them a little hug, um, just to, some kind of physical touch, because the power of physical touch is amazing. And if you can keep that um, as a, as a component 
to your relationship, mm-hmm. that affection, that is powerful. And that's how you, and, and there's a thing called um, repeat exposure. So the more you can expose a person to touch, then the more they're going to get used to being touched and then they'll change how they feel about touch. Um, also, if they if they if they don't like to be touched, maybe there's something deeper. Did they experience something that you know it made them not want to be touched? Because I, in my past, um, I was abused as a child, so it took me time for you know people to hug me and touch me. So, but I came out of it. I had a wonderful woman that you know embraced me at at the job, and she was just so loving. And so she would hug me when I. Uh, come back to work and stuff like that. So I learned to allow people to touch me. So maybe it's something deeper and you can get some counseling to help you kind of bridge that, um, that challenge in your relationship. Yeah. You know, that is interesting because people that came from families that weren't very touchy, that sometimes it comes from that origin. And like you said, there are, uh, there's, you know, sexual abuse and it can go one of two ways. It can go like yourself where you, you cringe at the at somebody touching you or people that become hypersexual uh, from that also. Uh, you see kind of both ends of the spectrum with that. Uh, and so I love the fact that you say that you can teach somebody how to get comfortable with touch though. If it's, if it's something that's not even... I mean, I've had people that refused, like they, in marriages, the one wanted more touch, the other didn't, and it was they weren't it, the one wasn't willing to meet them. It's it has happened before because she was so uncomfortable, she didn't w- want to snuggle with him, she didn't want to get up close to him. Of course, there were probably emotional reasons as well. But uh, but having said that, I I love that there's hope for people that don't have that in their life and they want that, or they don't have that in their marriage. So. So Kat, for those people, because I do think that there is a really large segment of the population of people that have been married a long time, they've raised their kids, and now they're, they don't know who each, you know, they don't know each other as much anymore. They've, they've both been doing their thing and, and intimacy and sex are not are not something that they're used to having with each other. They don't look at each other the same way anymore. Like they want to rip each other's clothes off like they did before, right? How do people, what advice do you give those couples to get back there, uh, to get back there if, they, if they've lost that? Well, first of all, you got to think about what attracted you to each other in the in first, first place. place. Yeah. And then start to make changes to bring you back to that, you know, think about it. Okay, so uh, couples have been together. Um, they, a lot of people don't even think of their bedroom as a space for intimacy and for connection and for right. romance. Um, so I, I always say, start with your bedroom. Yeah. Make it a place that's inviting and and it, and it it screams you know, intimacy and sex, you know, have soothing colors, um, uh, uh, create lighting that is, is, uh, more sensual and have, uh, aromas that are sensual, um, use music, have those things and, and, and schedule time to be together. Thank you. Yes. You know, that's, I mean, put it, if you have to put it on your calendar, put it on your calendar and spend time investing in your relationship. You know, I always say people spend more time uh, binging their favorite shows 
than they do uh, spending time to improve their relationships. Right. No, you're 100% right. Uh, you know, I, I think about the fact that people that do have kids, you know, and if they are younger, uh, a lot of times they won't get a, a sitter. They won't take their wife or husband out on a date. And you've got to have you have to have that intimacy. There we are back to that word. When you lose that connection with your partner, then everything else kind of falls to the wayside. So you always have to make time for that intimacy, that emotional connection that both of you need, really, both of you need it. Uh, but but that's, that's super important as well, right? Yes. Yes, it is very important. And I, I always say, you know, like I said, no drive-by kissing. Right. You know, don't, you know, don't put other people ahead of your relationship. And I know that's hard because, you know, nowadays our jobs can uh, reach us all the time with our cell phones, but you have to be able to set boundaries. Right. You know, and, and, and make that person in your relationship a priority. Um, and, and a lot of times we don't do that. You know, we, right. we want to go you know, hang out with the guys or hang out with the girls or, you know, go shopping or do whatever, uh, or we put the kids first. And, and right. what we don't teach our children is that mommy and daddy have a relationship too. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> nothing wrong with that is giving them an honest um, experience of what a mom and dad relationship really is. Yeah. We're you know, teaching them love. Yeah, put yeah. a sock on the doorknob and tell kids when the sock is on the doorknob, you do not. Mommy and daddy ha are having, uh, you know, their downtime and you go to your room and you have your downtime and teach your kids that they can put a sock on their door when they're having their downtime. You know, we have to understand that we, ha we have to invest in our relationships. Got it. My husband and I, we still hold hands uh, sitting in the bed, you know, watching that. TV or we, we're touching some kind of way. I'll throw my leg over his leg or, mm -hmm. you know, we we walk and hold hands still. Um, he still opens the door for me. He's, right. you know, we have that because we we did dedicate ourselves to our relationship. Right. And that's what you have to do. If you really love the person that you're in the relationship with, then understand that, you know, you know you have needs and desires. Right. So if you cultivate those mm -hmm. by taking the steps to be more affectionate, be what you are asking that person to be with you. So if you're, you know, if you can be more affectionate, more attentive, uh, give them what they need in a relationship and ask them, what do you need from me? Right. What would make you feel closer to me? Is it more trust? Is it uh, more attention? Is it more affection? Is it more uh, respect? Is it more, what is it that I need to give to you? Because these are the things that I need from you. Right. You know, when you have that conversation and dialogue going back and forth, then you have an understanding and you understand that person more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Shelly, uh, Shelly has said on Facebook, she says, women operate through emotions. She said, not this one. Emotional decision decisions are usually bad decisions. Um, uh, I find that, uh, I find that interesting. I just thought I would address that. You know, I, um, I think operating from a place when it's, when it's a negative emotion, when it's like anger or something like that, I could see the pause, but we have to honor our emotions. I mean, that's, 
that we're women. I mean, that's, and it, we're women and, and even men like that you're, you're shutting off that intuition. If you're not honoring your emotional decisions and, and trusting your emotional decisions. What do you think about that cat? That is so, uh, that is so on point. Listen, our society has programmed men to not, to not embrace their emotions right. from age and younger sometimes and they are pushed to more physical expressions of themselves mm-hmm. it's like if they if a boy cries suck it up be a man don't be a wuss you know all mm-hmm. this all this negative stuff that they put on a young man in right. order in, instead of allowing him to be emotionally mature right develop his emotions so when someone says that a woman is being emotional it's because men do not you know he'll go and punch a wall if he feels that his emotions are bubbling up because they don't know how to deal with that because they had no training they weren't allowed to deal with their emotions women we have been able to deal with our emotions yeah i'm not saying that you cry in the boardroom okay we're not talking about that we're not talking about showing anger when it's not appropriate being able to control your emotions is one thing but being able to express your emotions is another thank you and we don't allow men to do that even some sometimes women, it goes, oh, he's, you know, I like a manly man. Well, you can have a manly man who also is in touch with his emotions. So now he has empathy for you and he right. understands you are not feeling well. And so he can be more supportive of you and nurturing and caring for you. But if he doesn't have that emotional maturity, then he's going to, you know, not, he's going to fumble around. I don't know what, you know, just don't cry. Just don't cry. You know, think about the men that you have interacted with. As soon as you start to show any emotion, they, they don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some women use that to their advantage, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> uh, but, but no, you're, you are correct. I, I think I have heard that and it does blow my mind. Women that will say that they don't want a man to show emotion. They don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to see a man show weakness, but he's human. So he's, he's going to experience all every emotion. And if he is not safe to express that with you, then you're not going to be his person. You know, that's, that's not, and that's, there's no intimacy there. If he can't be who he is and, and laugh with you, be what, whoever he needs to be in a moment, cry with you, whatever, he's not, there's no intimacy. And also when you said the word weakness, see, that's a programming that uh, society has created mm-hmm. that when a man, you know, if a man can't cry, you know, you're going to say, oh, he's weak. Well, if he just lost his mother or he lost his best friend, you know, you're going to say that he does not have the right mm-hmm. to express that, to cry, to grieve. I mean, come on, we have to stop doing that to men. We right. have to allow them the space to fu- to be whole. To be whole and when you are when you look at the wheel of a person you know you're in the middle but you have your your personal your financial your emotional your physical all of these legs that go out that come back into that that whole person right emotions is one of them and if you don't allow a person to fully express their emotions 
I'm not saying you got he's he, you know a man is going to be groveling on the floor, but you got to give him the space and the <laughs> right. safe space to express his emotions without thinking he's weak. Right. I mean that is really unfair. That's not yeah. That's not a healthy woman. A, a woman that would find a man weak because he he has uh, emotions you know of you know sadness or grief or whatever it may be. I mean I. I personally, Kat, I love a man that can be brought to tears talking about something that he's passionate about or something that means something to him. That's that is awesome. That that's a confident man. There is not a more confident, strong man than a man that can show that kind of weakness or vulnerability in front of you. So we do need to change the way we look at that, ladies. Not me, but some of you, the way you look at that with a with a man. So yeah. Uh, so uh, we have a man that says, I think when it comes to sex, women are more emotional and men are more physical. It's not a bad thing. It just means that men should be more aware of her emotional needs. That is true. And, that, and that's why I was trying to you know, show that men are, they want that more physical interaction. Right. And, and, and they are very visual. They, they like to see sex and you know they want to be involved in sex and a woman wants to be involved in a sensuality and they where a man is having sex a woman is making love and and again this i'm not saying either one is right or wrong it, it just is and but if you can understand that and you give each other what the other needs then you have better sex you enhance the sex think about this when a woman is having sex with a man, she's got a lot of things, especially in a new relationship, she's got a lot of things on her mind because traditionally, if a woman goes to bed too soon with a man, he thinks she's, you know, he's going to think she's been around the block a few times or society's going to put her in a bad light. You know, she's a tramp, she's promiscuous. Da, 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 da. If she asks for something that he's not used to a woman asking for in bed, oh, you know, where did you learn that? Oh my God. <laughs> You're complaining about that? <laughs> All of this stuff is going through her head. And mm -hmm. also, when, you know, when a man is bragging about how he's going to make love to you and satisfy you, and he's not satisfying you, then you have to say something and say, you know what, I'm, you probably know what you're doing for other women, but my body is a little different. That's so, so important. Yeah, let's try a few other things. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not used to that, but maybe we can try this. I think this would make me feel a little bit but, better. But if a woman knows her body, yeah, if, if a woman knows her body, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I want to hit that point because it's so important. A woman has to know her body and know what she likes and be able to confidently not criticize, but confidently tell him what it is that she likes and guys every woman is different and just because i mean i know kat said like a man has sex and a woman makes love women have sex too you know it's not just i mean sometimes a woman just wants sex like you know it's it yeah. it, it it is so we have to learn each other especially with a new when you have a new relationship Every single person is different. Every man is different. What he likes, the way he likes it. Every woman's different. And you can't just take whatever skills you've learned with somebody else and, and think that it's going to necessarily work on the, everybody. Uh, yeah. So pay attention when you're 
when you're in a new re sexual relationship as to what that person, how they're responding to you. And that will help you a lot, right? Yes. Um, okay. So what if, you know, you go in, okay, guys, you go and you meet a new girl and you, you're about to, you know, get into it. Okay. You're into about it. to have sex. <laughs> no and pun intended, but yes. <laughs> you, you automatically, you know, you go for the breast. Well, what if her breasts are very sensitive and you start like, you know, massaging her breasts aggressively and, you know, it, it's a turnoff for her or what if, you know, she's not used to oral stimulation and you, you know, start diving in and, and she's like going, wait, 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 you know, you've got to, <laughs> you've got to start finding out what that person likes before you start. It's like, you so know, do you talk about it. I mean, is that yes. something that you discuss? That's yes. I, I always say, you know, I came up with the game intimate foreplay because I think I realized that people just dive into bed and then they're like, Whew, that was great. Well, what's your name again? You know, because they really don't know each other. They, they don't know what uh, stimulates them uh, mentally overall than just sexually. Right. I mean, we don't really get to talk about, you know, other than, you know, Hey, I think you're hot. I think you're hot too. Let's, you know, you want to do this? You know, I know. That's the tender like, conversation. <laughs> it's like we're adults. Okay. So, you know, talk about what you like and what right? you don't. Yeah. Use, a, use an example of, you know, well, you know, I had this one um, person that just kind of like, you know, just jumped on me. And I was like, going, oh, whoa, dude, let's just try this. Or, and a guy could say the same thing, you know, this woman, she just kind of like, you know, jumped at my crotch and I was like going, Hey, wait a minute, baby, let me just get into it. So use examples, yeah. real life examples that you've had to kind of say, Hey, you know, I'm not into that, but I, I, I like this. And then you can slowly, but surely as you're making love or having sex, cause I mean, you know, yeah, sometimes, you know, the animal in us wants the raw sex right. and that's fine. You know, no one is judging anyone on what they like, what they don't like. All I'm saying is make it known, make it known what you like and what you don't like, what you're willing to try and what you're not willing to try, set your boundaries mm -hmm. and make it clear. And that way you can enjoy the experience right. rather than laying there or dealing with it and then running away from it afterwards. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, it is about, it is about pleasure. I mean, unless your, your purpose of sex is to make a baby, you know, it is about pleasure. So you have to know what you like. You have to know what your partner likes and both people want to leave pleasing their partner. At least that's the way it should be. It's not, you know, to go in and, and just take care of yourself. It's to, it, everybody wants to please the other person. So in order to do so, there, you need to do your research, right? That's, you know, uh, verbally and physically do your research, people. Uh, Jim says, men, uh, get your pride out of the way and allow your woman to show you um, the, how you can please her in all ways. And he appreciates a woman that will tell him and teach him because he's open enough uh, to do the same with her. So super important, right? Super yes. important. Uh, I'm applauding Jim. Yes. yes. <laughs> We appreciate that. And that's from a man. So here yeah. is two women discussing uh, sex. We're not bashing either. 
right. gender. All we're trying to say is, people, you've got to talk. It's, you know, no one can read your mind. You have to, you know, have a conversation, get the dialogue started. You know, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. This is, you know, hey, what do you doubt about this? And, you know, even if it's like, if they're not satisfying you and you think you want to like spice up the relationship, you want to go to a toy store together and make it a fun experience. This is like, right. you know, you're not, a toy is never going to replace a man. Okay. It's just going to enhance the relationship, the, the experience of sex. Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe it even might excite him that he, you know, gets more into it. You know, if there is a problem, seek help, right. seek help. You know, you know your body better than anybody. If there's a problem with lubrication or erection or whatever, go and see someone about it. Don't right. suffer in silence. Right, right. What, uh, what, what do you suggest to uh, maybe, so there's the whole idea of kissing. It's very intimate. Um, obviously, anything that you do in the bedroom could be intimate. What if somebody's not good like we were talking about this last week. What if somebody's not a good kisser? Can you teach somebody how to be a better kisser? And how do you do that? And if it's something else, like if it's something they're doing in bed and they're not great at it, I mean, do you just give up that they're never, that it's never going to be? Or can you, do you really think that somebody can learn how to do it? And if, do you have to send them to school or <laughs> I mean, how do you do that? Well, again, you know, speak up. Um, I <laughs> years ago, I had a guy called. I said he was like a plunger. He would come at me like his a whole plunger. mouth would cover my mouth, and it would be so wet around here that I was like going, "Oh my God!" He's like a plunger, and then I had to pull away and I had to say, "Okay, this is how I like to kiss. Let's kind of mesh our our kissing styles together so that we're both kind of." excited about this kiss um you know when we are teenagers and we're stumbling into the whole sex thing we're learning as we go it's not like somebody pulls us aside and said okay when you go in for the kiss you don't stick your tongue out before you kiss the, you know touch the lips it's kind of a thing where you got to say this is how I like to be kissed softly. And then it gets more intense, you know, and then, you know, the tongues start going and, you know, and if you don't want the tongue, just say, I don't want tongue. You know? Right. I don't understand why people can't just say what they want. If it's, um, oral sex, you know, say how you like it. Right. You know, if you, if, if you're sensitive, just say, you know, not, not aggressive, you know, talk about the tone and the pace and the, you know, rhythm of it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's like, we're both going to enjoy this in the long run. So as we get to know each other's bodies, mm -hmm. it's easy to say, Hey, I like this kind of slow the pace a little bit. Yeah. I feel that. I like that. Um, okay. Pick up the tempo. Um, what if somebody doesn't? What if somebody doesn't like that? I mean, because that's good guidance if somebody's willing. But what if somebody doesn't doesn't like kissing or they don't want to do something that is important to you? Um, how, what do you do then? If it's like if they don't like it or they don't want to do it, then aren't you pretty much? I mean, done. Well, 
Well, hopefully that's not the only thing that's going to be exciting to you. So um, <laughs> what I'm saying is if, if they don't, if they are totally adamant against oral sex, okay, we're going to use that because that's a big one. Um, then you can say, you can ask them, well, why are you so against it? You know, I, I remember uh, a couple that I had, the guy was like, no, because that's nasty. Women, are, you know, y'all have that cycle thing going on and it's nasty, you know, and he had this impression from him growing up that that was a nasty thing. Right. And he didn't want oral sex performed on him either. Okay. So then you have to go through and explain him like, you know, medically that is, you know, a woman cleanses herself every month. So there, it's not, nothing nasty about it. Um, and it's part, it's part of how he came to be, you know? Right. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a, it's a thing where you've got to find out what's at the core of right. that, right. you know, them not liking it or not wanting to explore it or whatever. It's a great point. And, yeah. And then if, if, if it's something that they're like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll try it. Then, you know, maybe if they think it's nasty, try some whipped cream or some flavors, you know, <laughs> kind of spice it up that way. You, you can always try different things and suggest different things. And then if they're just like totally adamant about it, just say, okay, fine, we're not going to do that, but you know, maybe we can do some of these other things. Okay. I'm, I'll give on that, but these are some other things that I would really like to incorporate in our, our sex play. So, you know, give a little, you know, give a little. Right. Well, I think also, I mean, I, right from the beginning though, if, if physical touch or affection or sex or something like that is super important to you, you, you don't want to get into a relationship where one of your main needs is not going to get met. Meaning, I mean, if, if it's that important to you from the beginning and you know that that's how somebody feels, how important, I mean, d do you make a decision at that point to not move forward if that's something that is a deal breaker for you in a sense, right? I mean, shouldn't yeah. you know if it's important, if, right? Yeah, I think, you know, with any relationship, you've got to, you know, set your boundaries and you can say what's the deal breaker and what's not, you know, what is acceptable and what is not acceptable or unacceptable. You know, you, you have to make that determination. I know a lot of times we talk ourselves into relationships, you know, um, you know, like with me, I remember the thing, oh, be nice. Don't, don't be that way. Don't group everybody, you know, don't be stereotyping every guy or whatever. And so I, I did that and I talked myself into some relationships that I knew were not good for me. Right. And where I was not going to get what I needed. Right. Um, and I know sometimes we're talking about relationships that have um, already established relationships. And do you stay in that relationship knowing that you're never going to get something that you really need from the relationship? Because maybe Again. they didn't know they needed it. Right, Kat? I mean, because that can happen too, like in a marriage you know, women, women tend to, uh, women, t a lot of women tend to, to get, uh, I don't know, your, your sex peaks at a, at a later age than men. And so women may wake up in a marriage that once satisfied them, but now it doesn't, and they want more now. Uh, how do you, how, I mean, what do you do there? I mean, that, 
that's a conversation I have on a somewhat regular basis. So, or the marriage, you know, that part of the marriage or relationship has died and they, they want more. So, but it's not something they were getting before. So how do you change it? Like and do a 360 in the middle of a, a current relationship that's ongoing where maybe you've decided you want something different at this point. Yeah, well, if you've decided you want something different, then, you know, you've made that decision. So you move on. But if it's a relationship that you want to um, I meant on, I meant sexually. I mean, <laughs> I meant sexually. Yeah, I mean, Sorry. Yeah. Well, but even if you're saying that you're going to move on, are you going to move on and just have an affair? Or are you going to, you know, leave the relationship and find someone that's more compatible sexually? Um, if you're in, in a relationship that's in, you know, that you're trying to maintain, then find out why the sex drive has dropped so much. I mean, does, does it need more testosterone? What is it? Um, you know, they have all kinds of products on the market today to help a man with his libido. Um, and they're trying to also bring those products into for women. But um, whether your you know, libido increases or decreases, you have to find out why. So if it's hormonal, you can probably get some assistance with that. If it's the attraction of the other person, that's a whole different thing. Um, I was just going to ask you about that. Do you think that once, if it, the attraction goes away, that that can, that that can come back? It, it's, it, it, it's really the people that are involved in it, you know, um, Unfortunately, a lot of people who, after they have kids and everything, they just kind of let themselves go, you know? Mm -hmm. So if they were, if the other person was physically attracted to them and now they don't have that physical attraction anymore, then yeah, you can get, get back on track, you know, lose some weight, you know, get a makeover, you know, just really, you know, improve your appearance and rekindle that with mm -hmm. that person. Um, you know, do they have to do the same thing? Possibly. Because then if, if you're looking all hot again, then they're going to go, well, are you trying to leave me? No, I want you to come with me. I want you to work out with me. I want you to look good with me. And let's, you know, let's improve our lives together. So it's, it's what attracted you to that person in the first place. Was it their outgoing personality? Was it their outlook on life? Was it that they were hot, you know, had a hot, sexy body? Um, what was it that attracted you to them? If they've lost that, how can they get that back? Mm -hmm. And tell them and be willing yeah. to have the conversation. Uh, so somebody did um, ask, uh, what are some of the products for men? I will have Kat come on after and maybe post some things. If you could post some links or something for, uh, for the gentleman uh, to, uh, to, 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 look for different products or whatever he may need uh to well, help them. I mean, we they're advertised all all the time on television cialis viagra you know all of those products um i don't necessarily get into uh prescribing things mm -hmm. um i always say check with your doctor first mm -hmm. because they know your medical history and right. they can probably um suggest something that's best for you. And I think, I think everybody needs to get their hormones checked. I mean, as we age, you know, everybody's hormones. I mean, if, if you don't have a sex drive, whether you're a man or you're a woman, 
and you're, you know, you're in your 40s, 50s, or 60s, you should have one. So if you don't, you should go get checked, like Kat said, because it could very well be hormones. Don't you think, Kat? Let, is that yeah, I mean, yeah, because, you know, we, we are evolving. And just like you maintain your car, you can maintain your body. Right. So you get, get a diagnostics on your body and then figure out what's what's going on and why um, the, the changes, subtle changes have come into play Speaking. with your, you know, the mechanics of your body. It's, it's just that simple. You, you have to care for yourself, what right. you put in it, what you, you know, how you, uh, how you take care of it, you know, you and speaking, speaking sure of your, you're... I'm sorry, speaking of your body, um, this goes for men and women. You need to be confident with your body. I mean, that matters too, where you hear that that is sometimes the reason that they're maybe not intimate is because they're not confident with how they look. Uh, or how their body looks, you know, how their body looks naked. And, you know, that women and men are not, I mean, and not, not as much men, I don't think, as women, but men can be self-conscious of that too. I mean, what do whatever you need to do. If you're not confident with your body, do what you need to do to be so, because that will also help you be more confident with, with being intimate, whether it's relational or marriage, right? Yeah, and, and I think that's just a, a self-worth, uh, a self-value um, issue, you know, because, you know, I'm 6'2", right? And it took me a long time to embrace my height. Right. Because, you know, people were, you know, always at the end of the line in school, you know, and I was real skinny. And so I was always picked on about being so tall and skinny. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to embrace my height and my right. size and all of that. So, yeah, if there's an issue with um, your self-confidence, your self-worth, your self-value, yeah, let's, you know, look at that and, and just know that you're enough. You're enough. And you, you got to feel, you know, express that confidence. Like, look. This is me. This is what you get. But if you if you want to improve on your your uh, life, and this pandemic definitely has brought a lot of things to the forefront <laughs> with us, right? Yeah, we've all started working out and, and cooking more and eating better and and doing things. Some people are not working out and eating more, but yeah, just the opposite. Uh, uh, there is uh, the uh, the um, COVID fifteen or yeah. <laughs> whatever they were calling it, quarantine fifteen. But you know, yeah, you. If you did gain that, you know, hey, how can you start walking, you know, right. get, get an exercise program, put, you know, because it makes you feel better too. Right. I mean, you can do stuff and, and it doesn't cost anything. Get on YouTube, look at some videos and, and, and participate. But if it's something also about, you know, maybe, you know, you, you want to improve your looks some other way, there's makeup classes, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. There's, there's, there's things that you can do that doesn't cost anything but an investment in your time and, and an investment in right. you that will make you feel better about yourself. So, um, and if that person is not saying anything and they're, you know, if, if they say, you know, yeah, I like a little meat on your bones or whatever, they're saying that, you know, they're saying that that's attractive to them, then feel good. Right, you know? own it. Yeah, have the light on when you're making love. It, it doesn't right. matter. Right, yeah. Uh, Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, again, preference, you know, some people want the lights on, some people want the lights off. So um, yeah, but, uh, but, but, uh, but you never know until you ask. Um, so as we, and, and learn our partner. So as we kind of wrap this up, 
uh, I would love for your best piece of advice to people from uh, the standpoint, from from a sexual standpoint. And I I I just want to say this. I think the one thing about sex that I would like to say to everybody is, uh, you know, number one, get in a healthy place about it. If you have any hangups about it, if there was any kind of uh, sexual uh, things that happened in the past, uh, you know, as a child or whatever, get some help for those and heal from those. And don't be afraid to be a sexual person. I think this is, this is a topic that should be talked about. We shouldn't be repressed when it comes to this area. And, um, and we should be able to talk about it comfortably, uh, both here and in a relationship. So get comfortable with sex. It's a part of life. It's, you know, it's an important part of life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and there's so much, so many benefits to sex, not just that it makes you feel good. Right. I mean, it lowers your blood pressure. It helps your, uh, improves your immune system, um, heart health, uh, it, you know, depression and anxiety, it, it, it decreases that and increases your libido. The more you do it, the more you want it. <laughs> and, um, it relieves pain naturally and you get better sleep. So those are just a few benefits of sex. Those are great but, benefits. Um, yeah. <laughs> it burns calories too. That's another right. one. And <laughs> just another. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is, you know, if this pandemic hasn't taught you anything, it's taught you that life is too short. It is time for you to be honest with yourself, what you need, what you want, what you have to offer what you are willing to offer and be honest with the person that you're in a relationship with Love and have it. a conversation about what you need and what you want. And, you know, and all, get, getting all that other stuff out of the way, it opens you up to be able to engage in sex in a way that all of your senses are engaged. You know, right. you smell, taste, hear, feel, all of your senses are engaged because now you're not worried about all this external stuff you know or the emotional stuff that binds you and keeps you from enjoying amen get your head out of it right just just enjoy yes i love that i love that uh, i'm so glad that you came and joined us uh and and led that conversation because you gave a lot i mean i i love that you kept it at a higher level that it i know there was a lot of a lot of uh, questions and a lot of uh, discussion there, but thank you for giving people practical tools and tips for their life because this is an area where a lot of people do struggle. Uh, so we will uh, we will do a part two on this uh, eventually because there there were a lot of questions and details we didn't get to, but so much of what you said I wanted people to hear. So so thank you for being here. It is. Uh, it was amazing to see your beautiful face again after so much time has passed. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, by the way, it is January still. Uh, we have a match made in Dallas coming up soon. If you have not already gone to my website, 
uh, lovegen.com and uh, gotten into my database for matchmaking, you need to do so uh, immediately. And uh, we will be uh, announcing more about the show in the coming week. So uh, also you can listen to a replay of the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever whatever you want. So if you want to hear this again, it was great information. Uh, thank you, Dr. Kat. Uh, great information. If you want to hear it again, you can listen to it uh, on your favorite podcast station. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.